Hello friends, what's up? I hope you all are doing well. My name is Sanjay and you are listening to Improve Listening English podcast. This episode is entitled as Afghanistan the shape of things to come. An editorial from the Hindu newspaper Hevico. The Taliban regime has defined itself narrowly and India's game plan will have to evolve as the situation unfolds. The new Taliban regime and its mentors in Pakistan require considerable luck to govern Afghanistan successfully. This will not be as easy as their rapid military victories. The regime has defined itself narrowly and its embrace of extremist personalities doesn't inspire confidence with either the Afghan people or the international community. Afghanistan is a diverse, independence-loving country proud of its inheritance and sovereignty. Its spirit has always been republican. Efforts to control it from the outside have failed invariably. The Pakistan Connection Pakistan nurtured and shaped the Taliban. It has been no surprise, therefore, that the Pakistan Army's logistics and advice added the Taliban's march to Kabul. Pakistan's special forces, attack helicopters and drones were crucial in tipping the balance against the national resistance front in Panjshahid. The head of the Pakistan Army's Inter-Service Intelligence (ISI), Lieutenant General Faiz Hamid, visited Kabul in the full glare of publicity to underline Pakistan's ownership of the Taliban's ascent in Afghanistan, inviting spontaneous protests across Afghanistan. Lieutenant General Hamid achieved two out of his three objectives to ensure that the newly formed Taliban government included proxies of Pakistan including four members of the Haqqani network that is close to the ISI and that Mullah Abdul Ghani brother, the Taliban's most benign face and former front-runner for the job of head of government, didn't get that position amid rumors or social media of his death he has released an audio statement saying that he is alive. While Lieutenant General Hamid may have achieved Pakistan's goal of keeping Mullah Baradar out of policy making in Afghanistan. By sidelining him, the promoting the interests of the Haqqani network, the resulting all-male and Pashtun-dominated Taliban government will make it harder for Pakistan to solicit international recognition and assistance for the fledging government. In fact, the Taliban government is a veritable who's who of terrorism. Many of its members feature on the terrorist list of the United Nations, 1267 sanctions committee and the European Union's list of terrorists subject to restrictive measures. The detention center of the United States in Guantanamo Bay created a sense of solidarity amongst the Taliban leaders in Kar created there, four of whom are now in senior position within the Taliban cabinet. The new interior minister, Khalifa Sirazuddin Haqqani, head of the Haqqani network, has an unrevoked rewards for justice program, United States Department of State bounty of $10 million on him, while his uncle, the refugee and Repatriation Minister Khalilur Rahman Haqqani, earlier nominated as Kabul's security chief, has a bounty of $5 million.
The Haqqani network was responsible for the bombing of the Indian embassy in Kabul in July 2008, killing India's defense attache and its political counselor. Unresolved factionalism The Taliban's politics are characterized by intense factionalism and a lack of consensus. The Taliban spokesperson Zabihullah Mujahid described the Taliban government as an interim one, perhaps to signal hope for a more accommodative resume in the future. This is unlikely as indeed the uh, any concessions for the participation of women in governance or the restitution of human rights. Muzahi spoke of protecting the rights of minorities and the underprivileged, yet there is not a single woman or a Hazara in the Taliban cabinet which is packed with hardliners. The intense partisan rivalries and maneuvering for the division of spoils was visible from the manner that the forces of different Taliban factions raced to occupy important vantage points in Kabul. The respective heads of the Taliban's military commissions in eastern and western Afghanistan, Koyum Zakir and Sadr Ibrahim, occupied the defense and interior ministers. They were quickly named the acting defense and interior ministers. This has since been overturned. The new defense minister is Malvi Yaqub, the son of the Taliban's former Amirul Muminid Mullah Omer. Khalifa Siraj, as the new interior minister, has oversight over the appointment of governors. Mullah Brother has been neutralized by appointing two other Kandharis, Mullah Mahmud, Mahmud Hassan Akhun as head of the government, and Amir Khan Muttuki as foreign minister. The existential situation. In his first statement, after being named Afghanistan's new Amirul Mominin, Mullah Habatullah Akhunda Zada made a qualified commitment to upholding international laws. Only those not in conflict with Islamic law and the country's national values, while the Taliban will continue to repeat the assurance about disallowing the use of its territory against the security interests of any other nation. They are unlikely to sever their ties with Al-Qaeda and other terrorist organizations. There will be sporadic uprisings and violent repression in Afghanistan. Given the makeup of the leadership of the Taliban and their ideological mornings, they are likely to continue political and military consolidation unmindful that over time this could trigger external support for the resistance. Should there be fragmentation within its ranks, the Taliban regime will be tested sooner. Afghanistan will remain riddled with crisis and immediate challenge for the Taliban will be renamed in their younger commanders and fighters, with the danger that disgruntled elements amongst them might join hands with the Islamic State, Khorsa, ISK or Daesh. Since all the Islamist terrorist organizations are ideologically and organizationally enmeshed with one another, another problem would be controlling other terrorist groups 
converging towards Afghanistan as their haven. There has already been a noticeable spread in Tehrik-e-Taliban Pakistan or the Pakistan-Taliban attacks in Pakistan. Another challenge for the Taliban regime is the simmering resentment against it. Leader of the National Resistance Front of Afghanistan, Ahmad Massoud's recent appeal to all Afghans to resist the imposition of a survived and subjugated future and rise in support of the defense of the Afghan Republic resulted in demonstrations in several cities, with mainly women in the lead. Even though these dissipated in the face of the harsh repression that followed the anti-Pakistan and pro-Republican sentiment expressed vociferously in the protests put the Taliban regime on the back foot. Afghanistan faces frozen reserves, the absence of banking services and liquidity, rising prices of food, medicines and other essentials, currency depreciation, unemployment and the collapse of services and construction. There is no money for public finance or administration, no prospects of salaries for government workers as 80% of Afghanistan's last approved annual budget of $5.5 billion was funded by external aid. New Delhi's response Given the uncertainties, India's game plan will have to evolve as the situation unfolds, which is not a call for strategic restraints or masterly inactivity. For the present, India must abstain from granting recognition to the Taliban regime. India should hold it accountable to its publicly stated commitments concerning the right of Afghans and foreign nationals to leave Afghanistan in a safe, secure and orderly way, and that Afghan territory will not be used to threaten or attack any country. Encapsulated in the United Nations Security Council Resolution 2593 UNSCR 2593 adopting during India's presidency of the Council. UNSCR 2593 also reaffirmed the importance of upholding human rights and encouraged all parties to seek an inclusive negotiated settlement. The logical step following from this would be for India to restitute granting student and medical visas and temporary visas for those fearing persecution. Resuming its humanitarian and development assistance will have to await an enabling atmosphere allowing the Indian Embassy in Kabul and its consultants to function securely. Thank you for listening friends. Have a nice day.